Welcome to the New American Dream podcast. I'm Nate Bargin. I went from prison time and bankruptcy to now owning over 200 million in real estate, living my dream. I wanna show you how other successful entrepreneurs are now living theirs. It's time to redefine the American dream. It's your turn to dream big and create massive wealth for you and your family. Welcome to the New American Dream. And I have an amazing guest on here today that is living the New American Dream. He has a book coming out he's going to tell you about. And he has a challenge that he's going to show you guys too on how you can lever up your life, even if you don't have any money. That's okay. Christian Bakulder, how you doing today, brother? I'm doing pretty good. Happy to be here. Appreciate you having me on. So, Christian, you do all of David Green's mortgages for him. I do. Yeah. So we uh, kind of a little bit of my background. Um, I'll just take you through the little kind of brief summary. Um, but Nate, you and I were just connecting before the recording. We got kind of similar upbringings. Uh, grew up not privileged. Uh, actually grew up on food stamps for a period of time. Um, Man, what, didn't, fought- didn't the food taste better when you bought it with food stamps? You know, it's funny. I, I wouldn't just do that. Uh, but uh, definitely, definitely had some, some times that we just had to, had to grind through. Um, grew up uh, when I was very young. My, my father got locked up. He was in prison. Um, grew up with a single mom for a period of time. And how, how long was he in prison for? 20, I think 22, 23 years by the time he got out. Um, so oh, wow, my, man. Now, how old were you when that happened? Uh, from what? has been told to me I was three. I don't have many memories oh, of him. Oh, so it was, your, it was your whole life, man. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Wow. I have a couple memories of driving RC cars with him and stuff like that, but that's about where they end. Um, wow. but, uh, yeah. So, you know, grew up kind of single mother situation, had a couple different father figures throughout my life. Um, but fought my way through, realized I was good at school and my family was kind of the conventional belief that the way you succeed in life, I don't have any business members in my family, no businessmen, no business women, no entrepreneurs, no anything like that. I learned that you have to go get a degree in science and you have to go become a doctor, a healthcare professional, a research biologist, a chemist. That was the only way that I was brought up to know that you could make money. I didn't even know that you could major in business. Literally when wow. I was in high school, you go to college and you get a science degree or you flunk out. That was my belief. And I know it's <laughs> hilarious to say now in my adult life, but that's literally what my thought process was. Um, and I fought enough to get, to get into Berkeley on a partial scholarship. Wow. Uh, that's amazing, brother. Appreciate that. Um, I no, majored but in- man, how did you do that? Like a, a single mom no. growing up on welfare and then you, you know, she must've been an amazing mom. She is. She is an angel. Angel in, in a human human body. I don't know how she did it, but she is a she is a trooper for sure. And it's great now. I mean, she fought, she's a registered nurse and now she's, you know, making decent income and she's doing a good job. And I've helped her invest. My goal is to retire her next year. That's my personal goal. That is amazing, uh, brother. And, and, yeah. and can I just ask you something? What, <laughs> yeah, go for it. So all you single mothers that are listening out there, I know it's really hard sometimes, but. You know. What you're going through, it's not about you. And I know it's hard and you want to give up some time, but let this story inspire you. Yeah. And yeah, so my, my single biggest influence for sure. It's not even close. Man, that's amazing. And so yeah. what does retirement look like when you say, I want to retire my mom? What does that look like for you? She wants a animal rescue. She wants a farm that she doesn't have to worry about income. The animals are taken care of. She's got a lot of land that she can have horses and pigs and mm. cows. 
stuff. Um, and she wants to rescue dogs and cats, right? And she wants to live on a big ranch, right? Um, so we're, we're gearing up to, I, I'm hoping it's about a year timed out, but we got to identify a nice property, uh, have her, you know, we may set up a nonprofit for her or something where she can, you know, run something with, you know, whatever, uh, uh, you know, rights and everything that she has to getting, you know, underprivileged animals and everything. She's just an animal lover. That's what she wants mm-hmm, to do. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like she, uh, when I grew up, she like, you know, lost her only baby son, not lost, but like lost the caretaking aspect of it. Um, and she just like immediately transitioned that right into animals. She's like, I need something to care for. These are my babies, you know? Mm-hmm. So she's got, I've had animals my whole life. We're, we're an animal household for sure. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I, I just continued through, we, you know, got, got into Berkeley, I majored in chemical engineering of all things, um, something completely out of right field, um, kind of falling in line with that science degree is success, right? Um, spent about a month in the industry, did an internship, got a job offer and quickly decided this is not something that I can see myself doing. Um, I was in this what, weird- What was it about that? that you- yeah, being behind just a-, a you know, a plant and just running algorithms and codes and predicting outputs. Mm. It's just, I'm a talker. I like interacting with people and I, I could just see myself in a back room or like, no, you know, I couldn't being, tell you were a talker though. No. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> Your audience will learn that really, really quick here. Um, but man, it's just, it, I was in that weird phase where my skills were not lining up with my enjoyment. Right. So I was really good at it. Like got, got A's, scholarship through Berkeley, like did a good job at it. I would have made a very good chemical engineer, right? Like, I believe that I'm, I don't want to say I'm mm-hmm. pompous, but I, I believe I would. Right. But man, I would have been miserable, right? I would have had a, a cap at my, my ceiling in my income, uh, a ceiling in my free time, you know, wait, I wait, 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 be- wait, 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 let's talk about, could you talk to the people about yeah. a ceiling in your income? Because just yesterday, one of my, one of my, um, academy students, Tico came to Cincinnati and I had about 10 of them come. And I think, well, six of them are millionaires. They became, Tico's that one does. of them. Grew his, and I, when I say millionaires, he grew his net worth by a million sure. bucks. You wouldn't know he's, you know, it drives around. But um, he quit his W-2 job yesterday. That's awesome. And then the other guy, Sean Derringer, said something to him. He said, man, look, your worst case is you fail and you got to go back to that job. You just quit oh, your worst okay. case. He said, you love, just quit your worst case, man. I was like, oh, man. 100%. And then today, another guy that just sent me his badge, he just retired, retired cop, 25 years. And he's multimillionaire. I mean, it, it's, it's crazy that, like you said, you hit a ceiling, but we're conditioned to go to college, get in debt, get out, get a job, pay this back for 20, 30 years. And then maybe if you're not dead, you can enjoy a few years. That's so right. If you could, if you could really tell us about ceiling and what, cause that's amazing that you've identified that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's, you know, it, with any job, you're going to have, you know, your promotion path and everything, but ultimately you're going to have a ceiling and a floor, right? W2 jobs have a floor. You can't make nothing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you can spend everything and keep nothing, but you, you could theoretically, you know, not, you know, in a sales job, you could make nothing if you don't sell, right? Mm-hmm. Um, in an entrepreneurship, you could lose money. You know, we're both familiar with that. Like you could, could go into a real estate project and absolutely lose money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, I, I realized that, man, I, I, I always had a problem with authority growing up probably because, yeah, father figure was, was uh, in and out with different, with different dudes. Um, but I, I just, I, I didn't want to be told what to do. You know, I wanted to call my own shots and I was willing to 
be open to failing to have that fulfillment, right? I was okay with that. I said, hey, if I fail, that's that's okay. I'm pursuing what's going to fulfill me. Maybe it's I don't make enough money, maybe whatever the other case is, but I'm going to be happy, right? Mm-hmm. That was my original pursuit. Um, linked up with a guy who was in real estate. Um, he kind of took me in, mentored me a little bit. Um, it was a dad of one of my childhood friends, right? Um, and just found myself falling in love with it. I'm like, man, this is the way to build wealth in this country. I'd learned about the tax code. I learned about lending. I was a real estate broker for a period of time. I'm a lender now. I w- I'm an insurance broker now. Um, we're building a property management company. I just, you can tell everything that I'm pursuing in life is just Vertical built around. Yeah, it's just built around this mm-hmm. obsession, right? And I, you know, we, we're doing all these things of, uh, you know, whether it's short-term rentals, long-term rentals, commercial properties. And it's just so exciting that you just, you're always figuring out something new. You're always, you know, uh, experiencing a new, a new trouble. Uh, you're at a new obstacle, something that wasn't on the last deal that's on this deal. That mm-hmm. fast. You're always me. growing. Yeah, that that kind of fascinates me. Whereas, you know, in the in the sciences, everything's predictable most times. Yeah. You know, everything's you, you already know the outcome. You you already mathematically know the outcome. Now you just need to make sure it's checking out. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And they got safety inspectors making sure nothing goes wrong. You know, and the mm-hmm. few times that it does, you hear the crazy stories. You know, Chernobyl was a chemical reaction gone wrong, right? Yeah, oh man. But you know, there's it doesn't you know, happen. I, I went there about a year and a half ago. We went to Chernobyl. So it's crazy, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a wild place. And learning all about the. I mean, I've taken like nuclear, you know, physics uh, classes, and it's uh it's pretty wild what happened there, but that's, that's a whole different conversation. Um, mm-hmm. But your first, so this has been a long answer, but your question was how I linked up with David um, found myself just in the same rooms. Right. So I was pursuing, obviously running my business as a lender, as a realtor um, ended up just kind of by stroke of luck, working with a similar client, working with the same client, I should say um, David was the realtor. I was the lender. Um, we hit it off. We had a good experience. We're like, Hey man, you, you work at the same speed and pace that I do. Um, you talk like me, you think like me. Um, then when he transitioned over into looking into starting a mortgage brokerage, I was on a short list. Right. And mm-hmm, we, mm-hmm. I think in 2021, we were the fastest growing mortgage brokerage in 2022. I think we were the largest strictly wholesale brokerage. Um, and we started it in 2021. So we're wow. two years. In, um, and we've, we've been very, very blessed and fortunate to have a lot of success very quickly. And every, every state or you got carve outs. Um, we're in the majority of states. We offer a lot of different loan products. So whether it's conventional or like, you know, private money, it, it depends, you know, uh, we have different offerings in different states. Um, but altogether we're in about 48 states right now, oh, um, nice. with at, le- at least one of our loan products, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we're conventionally licensed in about 25 states. So, um, yeah, for what it's worth, but it's been going really well so far. And, you know, just, we're, we're really excited where the future is going to hold, even in the state of the market right now, we're finding properties that work. Um, they are out there, right? If the listeners it's, are sitting it's, here it's saying, better, it's better, it's better right now. Yeah. It's better. Yeah, you, I, I ran a number yesterday and the guy said, look, that, that, that the deal, anyone would use a Midwest deal. It was 95,000. Um, mm-hmm. and it's a burr, you know, it's a burr. It's something, sure. and, and it's just numbers guys. You can run your numbers. At 4.25%, and now his mortgage payment is at 7% we ran, which you could probably do a little better than that conventional. But, yeah. um, you know, he's not borrowing 95000 he's borrowing eighty. He's coming in 15000 cheaper because the labor's a little cheaper, because we're starting to see an abundance of, of labor resources. Materials haven't moved much, but the price on a home, I tell people, I've been through the last recession, 
if you are not insulting somebody with an offer, you're probably offering too much. And, yeah. and, and I mean, unless it's a good deal, make the deal what you want it. But it was $151 difference a month, but he's getting 15,000. So his recovery time on that was 99 months. Yeah. And so when you really understand math, you're not, the cash flow is cool, but you build wealth by appreciation. That's where you're really getting your wealth at. And so, I mean, I think it's a better time now than it was last year. If you got good lenders lined up and you know what you're buying, you can do much better now than you. You're not competing against people. Absolutely. And I can't stress you, you mentioned it there, the, the team, I can't stress the team enough, right? David calls it in his book, the core four, anybody who's familiar with the long distance real estate book, but man, if you can get a lender that, you know, can just consistently, even if they're not the absolute cheapest rate, get one that you trust, get one that knows Who your cares situation. about hundred or 200 basis points. Man. It's exactly you, care about, you care about that on the short term, then your deals suck. hundred percent, you know, and you get, you know, somebody who can offer something consistent, can be a good piece of advice, you know, can tell you when there's new programs that come out. Um, we roll out new programs all the time, you know, our mm-hmm. DSCR product changes, our commercial loans change, our bridge prone loan changes. Um, you know, and people pursuing more kind of the more creative niche of real estate, I would put Burr in that category, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're being creative there, right? You're forcing appreciation, you're using leverage well. Um, financing is like 80% of a Burr. Right. I mean, you got to get the bridge, you got to finance the renovations and you got to refi when you're done. Right. I mean, you got to have all that Mm -hmm. stuff done, getting the contractors, you can get all that done. But um, I mean, if you're not, if you're not getting the financing, you know, two of the, the letters in Burr go away. Right. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's, I love the strategy. Obviously David wrote the book on it and you know, it's, it's, I've seen a lot of people build a lot of wealth, which is, which is really cool to kind of be watching. I would say four of the numbers go away because you can't buy. You can't renovate. <laughs> yeah. You can't, you, you know, you can't buy, you can't renovate, you can't repeat. You can't That's refinance. True. So four of the five go away. Yeah, and, 100%. But they're all so important in perfecting those um, and under, having a lender that understands is, is the greatest thing. So if they're looking, uh, our audience is looking to, to borrow uh, money. Um, where would they go to, to to access your guys? Yeah, uh, super simple. Our website's theonebrokerage.com, um, T-H-E-O-N-E, just spelled out. Um, we also own the domain for the number onebrokerage.com. Um, and uh, my email is christian at theonebrokerage.com and email me directly as well. Um, and if you just Google my name, it, all that stuff comes up anyways, right? Yeah, we'll um, we'll put the link below. We'll put the link below. Awesome. I know you got some amazing products if you're dealing with, with David Green. And, you know, 100%. for those of you that have been on the rock, David Green is the bird. That is Mr. That's the guy who created the whole burr and put it in before we, we were doing it. We didn't call it the burr. We just said, yeah, I'm doing a cash out refi, you yep. know, <laughs> and, and, and that's all we knew was cash out refi. And then with the banks got hip to that. We said, we ain't doing cash out refi anymore. We're doing rate and term. We just borrow all the money from the hard money lender at 80%. And that way you're doing a rate and term refi. Absolutely. And so you got to evolve it a little bit, but when you got a lender in your corner that knows what they're doing, man, you can grow so quick. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you don't mind me piggybacking off of that for, for audiences that are maybe struggling to take the first step or seeing their ultimate goal. Um, you mentioned, right. When we logged on, I have a book coming out. I, I want to just, I don't care about selling the book. This is not a, a pitch. I want to talk about the content book, books. I'm, I got a book coming out. It, it, guys, the books don't make you no money, man. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't, we it, know how to make money. Me and Christian know how to make millions and millions and millions of dollars. The book is just to get out with you guys. That's right. hundred percent. But the, what I do want to t- 
touch on is taking whether it's your burst strategy, whether it's somebody um, I know David's big into house hacking right now. We're in California. You got to get creative, right? You got to get roommates mm-hmm. in. You got to sacrifice some comfort for some flexibility, right? Uh, but the idea is for all of you who are out there, whether you're W-2 employees, 1099s, you know, independent contractors, whatever it is, if you can create a structure to purchase, I'm going to say one house a year. That sounds a lot to a lot of people. It could be one house every two years, right? Just set a amount of property by an amount of time, Okay. And replace that. A lot of people say, I can't do that, right? Well, are you, you know, putting into a 401k, right? Are you putting into a, IRAs are not bad, but, you know, what are you putting into your IRA, right? Is it growing right now? Is it liquid? You can't touch it. You can't leverage it, right? Unless you got a banking mm-hmm. relationship that will let you. How much do you have in crypto, you know, that's tanking right now, right? How much mm-hmm. do you have in your Robinhood account? So if you can create a, a starting point, I want to just touch on what the ending point looks like. Let's just play a game here. If I buy, say I have no property right now, I'm a median wage income worker in California. I make 70K a year. Let's say I work enough. I have maybe a significant other. We save 10 grand our first year. We put $10,000 down, three and a half percent down FHA house. Uh, what is that going to be like a $400,000 property? Something right around there, right? I'm going to hold it. In the next year, I can move out use that rent to help offset that mortgage, move out, get a new one. Okay. But let me jump forward. Now, imagine we did, even if it's a $50,000 house in in Kansas, it doesn't matter if you buy a property. Okay. If you, we jump forward 30 years and you did that every single year in year 30, the property that you bought in year one will now be paid off. If you assuming you did a 30 year conventional mortgage and you mm-hmm, were mm-hmm. scared of debt and you never refinanced and you never wanted to touch your interest rate. Fine. Let's just assume worst case that $400,000 house that we bought in year one, 30 years of appreciation that it's yeah, going to be a million bucks at least million bucks. Okay. So let's play devil's advocate here. I'm making 70, 80, let's say hundred K household income with two people, 50 K each a year. I bought a $400,000 house. Now, 30 years later, we have a million dollar asset. I didn't d- donate to a 401k. I didn't put it in an IRA. I have no retirement. I'm retiring now. I'm screwed. I started when I'm 30. I'm now 60. Mm-hmm. Well, now we have a house that the rent is appreciated as well. So if everybody's following me, we're in your 30 after rule. You're getting 10 grand. Yep. So let's just say, even if it doesn't hit the 1% rule, let's say it's 500. Yep. Yeah, whatever it is, right? And keep in mind, guys, 7,500 sounds like a lot, but this is 30 years in the future. If you go back 30 years, rents were, you know, yeah, rents were 150 (laughs) bucks in some areas, right? So in year 30, now we have a million dollar asset producing cash flow. If we cash out refinance only up to what the cash flow allows us to. So if you have $7,500, like you said, in rental income, we would match a loan to have a monthly payment of maybe 7,000 or 6,500. So you have some wiggle room Mm -hmm, and you can pay mm -hmm. the utilities and whatnot, right? Well, $6,500 in a loan can probably go get you $80,000 or Mm $800,000, right? mm -hmm. Now you got 800 on a million dollar asset and that can be viewed as income. And you also created another expense against your property. 100%. Mortgage is an expense. Now you don't have to claim the income that is spinning off. You just take the cash out. 100%. The biggest thing that I'm trying to drive here at home here though is in year 30, if you think about it, we just created $800,000 in tax-free retirement income. Do it again next year. And now next year, that, the property year that you that. bought, 
hundred percent. The pro- your, the property that you bought in year two is now the one that wow. you cash out refinance in year thirty one. Living a good life, man. 800 grand. Now I ain't saying you're spending all of it, but if you want to, you can, you can say I'm 60. I got 30 years left to go. I got 30 properties and we're going to live it up, baby. We, Hey, I hope we don't, I hope we don't live a 91 cause we're going to be broke. No. Yeah. <laughs> guess what? When you're 91, no. guess what? The properties will be paid off again. You could do it all 100% over. every 30 years. So that means your kids get 30 years later, a paid off property. Now you're subsidizing their income. Or if the kids aren't good kids, you can go refinance when you're 85, pull all the cash out and not leave them anything. There you go. Just live your life, right? Live your life. <laughs> live your days out. But um, it, it's a super powerful strategy. Obviously, that is, utilizing. That is, and, and, and you got a book coming out to show people how to do that, right? Yeah. And, and I'll take it one step for this. The last little little plug. I'll, I'll stop here. Um, this year, uh, I don't know when this podcast will air. We're recording it uh, January 18th here. Um we're actually going to be doing a journey on uh, both the one brokerage social medias, as well as my own personal. Um, I think on Instagram, I'm the, the one broker with underscores in between. So the underscore mm-hmm. one underscore broker. Um, I'm actually going to be doing this in real time. So the goal of this is, you know, people hear this. Oh, that's great. I could never own 30 properties. I don't know how to structure them. I don't know how to protect my assets. I don't know how to set it up for tax you know, savings. I don't, I only make median income in my area. There's no way I can do that. That's impossible. Mm-hmm, he's, mm-hmm. he's spewing, spewing junk, right? Yep. Well, I'm going to go do this. So I'm going to create a bank account that gets automatically deposited the net proceeds of the median income in California, which last I checked is 72,000, I think. Mm. Um, and I won't do a dual income household because that's kind of cheating. What if you're single? You can't do that. Mm-hmm. And in my first year, I'm going to document my entire journey and I can't use my name. This has to be pretending to be a completely other person, right? Yep. Can't use my yep. businesses, can't use influence, anything like that. I'm going to show you guys cool. year one. And after year one, we're going to have one property. And you're, I'm sure, familiar with this. After that year one, we're going to do a cost segregation study and get a little bit of those W-2 taxes we paid back. Right? Because mm, you can get up to $25,000 if you make under 100000 right? 100%. And I'm going to materially participate in the property. And this is all jargon, guys. Oh, I that's going to be great. Up. You guys yeah. have got to follow him, man, because this is the stuff that I preach that a lot of you people that are W-2, you don't even know. You're not 100%. even taking advantage of. Now, when you be, become a real estate professional, you don't have any non-passive loss limits. But for you people that are W-2, this is this is huge for you. Because once you learn how to start compounding that money, it, it, it just grows crazy. It's incredibly. And people in the stock market all the time talk about compounding money. And they usually use that as an they can't argument. can't leverage. Yeah, they can't That's really leverage, they though. They usually use it as an argument against real estate. That's an argument for real estate. I it can is. compound leveraged money. I'm cheating. Yep. That's the cheat mm-hmm. code. You, know? yeah, you want 7.1% on your money. Go put your money in Wall Street and hope you're not buying into a down cycle. Yeah. And that's over 20, 30 years. And look, inflation 7, 8%. You're making nothing. 100%. You know, and, and when you really, reality is probably more than that, too, if we're being honest with each other. It <laughs> yeah. But it, but listen, that's good when you got real estate, because my property is going that's up eight percent a year. And if I buried it, I have nothing in it. I got an infinite return. Yeah. Well, and you think not only the appreciation, you got cash flow, you got appreciation of your rents, you got tax you got principal reduction, you got your you tax got savings reduction. and yep. you got that potential cash out sitting there looking at you with eight hundred thousand dollars in 30 and years. Guess what? Guess what? And I'm telling you the truth, brother. 
you can get food stamps. They try to give me food stamps. I make a lot of money, but with all my accelerated depreciation, you show nothing. Yeah, I show nothing, man. I was like, you want Medicaid and food stamps? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll tell a little example of uh, actually my, uh, uh, an uncle of mine who um, he's a doctor. He's a corneal surgeon, and um, we're actually building a uh, a thirty year plan for him right now. But he has a wife who doesn't work. Those of you who are single income households. Mm-hmm. You got a spouse that doesn't work and the other one does. You, you guys file joint tax returns. Yep. Okay. I know so if you going. got, for instance, my uncle, my uncle is very high income earner, right? 400, 500 K a year, right? Really good doctor spends all his time there though. He can't qualify for full-time real estate professional, but it's yep. got a wife who's got nothing but time. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go purchase properties, have her participate in them, get the full-time real estate designation, shave off all that depreciation and count it against his income. Yep. Pays and now taxes. you guys think about it. If he pays five, you know, gets paid $500,000. 100, yeah. 125 a year in taxes. Yeah, probably more. at least, at least yeah. with state taxes, he's in Oregon, high state tax, probably 200 K. Right. I got, I got a buddy of mine that makes 2 million a year and we did the same thing for his wife. He, he, yeah. you know, deals with us on a syndication and he like gives us getting a, huh? a $200,000 tax refund check at tax time. That'd be pretty cool. Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Everybody says I can't save and I pay all my money to taxes. There are you do. systems in place to go get them back. You know, there I are. Mean, it's, there are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can only do it with real estate. No, nah, that's some amazing advice. And um, I tell a lot of people because they have so much of a hard time finding good lenders. And I said, look, man, you got to understand something. When you go in a bank, that guy gets fired if he doesn't loan out money. Yeah. Don't be, <laughs> the problem is. You got so many um, investors that don't show anything and they don't know how to tell them, hey, add the roof back in, add this back in. Here's my accelerated depreciation. You need to add that back in. And when you go in and you're talking to these bankers, man, they don't know how to do that most of the time. You need to get you somebody experienced. Brother, I need to do an affiliate link with you so I can um, push traffic your way. Because when you find somebody like him that knows how to underwrite this, they can be a savior. This can be the difference between you growing and scaling and you giving up. Cause it's Absolutely. that hard. It's hard. It's really hard to find a good lender. It's hard to find good contracts. It's hard to find good deals. Very difficult. But when I tell people, you got to change your heart because your heart has to be different. And so, you know, being able to find a piece of that is, is very valuable. So I appreciate you, um, man, sharing your link brother and sharing what you do with people. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Appreciate you guys having me for sure. Yeah, and you're um, in, you're in you're in California. Did you grow up in California? I did. Yeah, I grew up in LA County, um, and then obviously went to college. I shared at Berkeley, and then moved back home. Um, but yeah, I've been been a California kid my whole life. Um, not so not talking about real estate. Love what's going on out here, but um, yeah, you know, it's, it's I know, home, man. Home is home. I'll tell you what, LA's so beautiful. You know, I'm from Cincinnati. Bengals. We came there last year. Went to the Super Bowl and. Uh, you guys beat us, man. But you know, <laughs> you got more money than us. Of course, you were gonna win. You got Snoop yeah. Dogg. You had Dre. It was it was amazing, yeah, man. Yeah, and, yeah. That was a cool halftime show for sure. Did, did you was, go uh, to, the, to the show? I wasn't there. Um, I actually have uh, season tickets to the Rams. Um, but I was not. I was in a drawing to get to the Super Bowl, and I just didn't end up going. But um, yep. really, really, uh, really cool spot though. I've been to SoFi a number of times. Crazy stadium. That's a, that's a sweet Crazy, spot. Crazy, insane. It was insane, Great man. Spot. That, that halftime show was so amazing. And yeah. the stuff that me and him are talking about, 
it's just part of the new American dream. I took my kid out there for 14 days. He was 14 years old. We went there. We went down to San Diego. We went down to, uh, uh, what is that? Uh, Yosemite. Then yeah, we went to San Francisco. This is the new American dream. Being able to work from anywhere, being able to do anything, yeah. investing in property, owning assets that other people don't mind paying off called tenants. And I know that's, you know, it's crazy that we're living in a world where people say, well, that ain't right. Well, go be a landlord then. I don't know what to tell you. It's not all peaches and cream. There's problems that we deal with that a lot of you guys don't want to deal with. We provide a service to people and they provide um, funds back to us. But it is truly a win-win if you do it right. And, you know, you're talking to somebody like me that grew up poor, had all odds against them, single family household, growing up on food stamps, Father went to prison 23 years. He didn't give up. He didn't stop. End up going to college and say, man, I hate this. I don't want to do this at all. Don't need no college degree. You don't need any of that. You need to get up and you need to get out here, surround yourself around the right people, get the right education and just make it happen. Yeah, I can't stress enough how important it is. If you you can have all the education in the world, but you don't find the right room to be in, it don't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. The, the power of being in the right room with the right people. Con- and you're not going to, the first room you walk into is not going to be the right one, right? Real estate meetups, events, conferences, you know, seminars, masterminds, whatever you want to call them. Search until you find the one that you, if it's ours, cool. If it's working in our circle, awesome. If it's not, I don't have hard feelings, right? We're trying to build a, a, a group in the one brokerage of, you know, we call it that to be a one-stop shop. We want to provide any service that has to do with real estate, Right. If that sounds like something people want to be interested in, please reach out. If not, there's a billion of us, right? Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. you have to find one that resonates with, and this, when I say one, I'm talking lender, realtor, property manager, contractor, everything, right? Your core, you got to find people that resonate with what you do, that connect with your pursuits, that, that understand where you're trying to go, go and understand what their role is in getting you there. Right. Mm-hmm. If your lender is just thinking that you're the next commission check, he's not getting you the best deal. He's not getting you the best loan product. He's not really thinking about how to benefit you on a pre-approval. Um, you got to get somebody who's, you know, really understanding where you're trying to go. All of our calls start with, hey, let's have a let's have a 15, 20 minute talk just to determine if we're a good fit. Right. Mm-hmm. We just want to make sure that we're a good because honestly, I'll be honest with you, Nate, we're not the best lender for everybody. Yeah, I have no problem admitting that. Right. Yep. If you got, That's if you, good. you want, know what you're good at and yeah. what does, what does a, uh, when you come in, you say, this is the type of client we're looking for. What do they look like? Somebody who is, is wants advice on underwriting deals, wants to get creative and is not want to stop at one property. Right. Not saying we won't do a loan for somebody who only wants one property, but my goal is to help it, you. It, accomplish. It's, it's and, and the reason he's saying that guys, because look, he has, one property, he's not profitable, right? It costs him more money and time to get that relationship yeah. going than he's going to make. He doesn't start making deals until he starts getting velocity. Yeah, 100%. My, my, and neither do I, you. So you shouldn't want to stop at one property. That's right. But just, to, I mean, bring it all in, I guess, into one sense. It's a it's a borrower who either wants the the brick path laid in front of them and just told to walk it. Or somebody who comes to us and says, hey, my path's over there, but I can't walk it, right? Either one of those options. We can either help you lay the road, 
plan out your whole plan of attack. Hey, we're going to start targeting this market and then we're going to have to cash out from over here to let, you know, buy over here. And then we're going to leverage this. We're going to use a burr. We're going to get into short term rentals, whatever it is. Everybody who comes to us has a different plan, right? But it's somebody who at least has a desire for a plan mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. that we can help accomplish. He's looking for partners. He's looking for people to grow with. Simply. That's really what it is. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I, I want to partner with my clients. I want to make yep. sure that we're in this together, that we can see where you want to go so we can get you there. You know, I mean, it's really, really straightforward. There's not a whole lot to it. And um, it's great to have that in your corner because they can tell you what's coming. Yeah. Not all the time, but they can say, look, the debt markets, they're not buying this type of product. So you might want to tweak what you're doing a little bit. It happens and all then, the time. And then you're not going to be caught out there saying, oh, my God, there's nobody wants to refi. Well, you know, he's going to let you know that. So it happens all the time, brother. Right. We me and you are living a new American dream. We both grew up poor. That's OK. And you guys can live the new American dream, too. I do not know any other way to tell you how to get it than to be an entrepreneur or to, you know, do real estate. That's what I know. There are other ways to do it, certainly. But most people I know have made their wealth through real estate. And there is one thing that you need that he has. Um, Well, more than one thing, but being a lender and you got a book coming out with this ideology that you just mentioned. And I'm sure you're real analytical. You're going to have charts and graphs. You're going to show them step by step how to do it, right? Still a little bit of the engineer, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, a little bit. What's the name of the book going to be? And when is it coming out? It's most likely we're still kind of in talks about it. It's most likely going to either be or hover around one house a year. And it's the idea of buying one every single year. Um, It should hopefully we'll have some some good uh, some good progress made on it in 2023. I'd, I'd love to say 2024. Um, mm-hmm. so, you know, we're recording this in January, like I said, so my, my, uh, first possible date would be a year from now. So it's going to be, and just a summary, how to get a million a year tax free to retire off of a million a year, yeah. right? Absolutely. That's what he's doing. And so that I sounds, gotta, I just want to stress that sounds so unattainable to so many people. It is so attainable. And when you understand real estate, it's like, eh, you don't really have to take 30 years. But the reason he's telling you 30 years is because if he told you you could do it in five or six, you wouldn't believe it. That's right. Because half of you don't believe 30 years. And I know it could be done in five years. It can. But it's so, it's all mine, man. If he told you five years, you would think the guy's crazy as an alien. But, I mean, 30 years sounds a little more believable. But... I know 100% with certainty that what he's talking about, you can do it much quicker. He's being conservative because he doesn't want to overwhelm your mind. You can do it. Look for the book. Step by step, he's going to show you. Brother, I appreciate you coming on here so much. And I appreciate you showing people that they too can live the new American dream. Absolutely. Yeah, this is, this is great. Fun time. Appreciate you having me. It's awesome. Look, uh, Thank you, guys. We'll see you in the next episode.